Hello everybody, welcome to Shotgun No Battle. I'm CJ, I'm the youngest, and I'm here to tell you what we talk about today. Uh, I feel like I have my sultry radio voice on. Today, we talk about the social identity theory. Uh, it's essentially what we uh, use, what groups we use to identify ourselves. We talk about if that is good, if that's bad, mostly good, mostly bad, um, how we should look at it, maybe some of the consequences in life, uh, how uh, the internet and media has um, affected this uh, ability that we have as humans, uh, and how to maybe fix some of the negative. We kind of brainstorm, not, don't really land on anything, but we brainstorm on why this might be the case and how to fix the potential consequences. So uh, sit back, enjoy, uh, and have an absolute ball. Welcome. Here you'll find three very different brothers learning to discuss and disagree without losing their cool. Well, most of the time. You've got CJ, the youngest. It's all just kind of, it's kind of the dissection of common sense. Buddy, the oldest. And it's just two of us today. And of course, there's Cole. And then they see me and, and how I actually talk, and they're like, okay, this dude's in his head. He knows how to lay it down, but... Uh... <laughs> Each episode, one brother chooses the topic and drives the conversation. After that, it's all about the ride. This is... Shotgun, no battle. Shotgun, no battle. Yeah, I was just kind of talking to myself, you know what I mean? CJ's got this sweet new mic setup that his beloved wife gifted him. Indeed. And he's excited to use it. Yeah, and it's uh, it just feels official. You know what I mean? I got like yeah. a I got like a like a like a real kind of uh I call them P guards, and I'm pretty sure I've heard that called uh, called that before. Because uh, yeah, yeah, because because, huh, because huh. the emphasis on the P that it takes yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, makes you kind of just want to pee into it, though, right? Yeah, like the and name's you're just not like, great. Why is it a P guard? Yeah, a P guard, but it makes sense because even when you say P guard, if you don't have a P guard, then it would sound really bad. Just assaulted everybody's ear holes. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, I, I am going to say we just jump right into it. So, uh, hello, everybody. I'm CJ. Uh, I am the youngest. Well, I'm Colton, and I'm the middle child. And it's just two of us today um, because Buddy has decided to uh, check himself into a kind of full-time rehab. Which is um, wonderful. Gets to which get is, that fresh reset button for his life. An incredible choice. Um, uh, so yeah, he's like without phone, and like I talked to him on New Year's, which is also his birthday, but it was New Year's uh, and Christmas, and that's it. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. I just recently uh, actually sent him my first letter since he's been oh, there. Nice, <laughs> yeah, better brother than me. Uh, his his the letter he wrote me is on the fridge, uh, awaiting. A response that I have not gotten to. Um, I mean, letters are difficult, you know? Yeah, letters but then like, I look at how much time I spend on social media on my phone with that freaking <laughs> screen time app, and I'm like, Cow. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, dude, take the half of the amount of time you spend on TikTok, yeah. and uh, you would probably be able to sustain a decent amount of your relationships through Postal. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Uh, it's very true. The The thought of what I could do with my time um, has led me to, well, write a book and go back to school. So uh, I feel like I've I've made some good choices and I'm not going to beat up my beat myself up for the amount of hours that it still shows uh, despite all of that. I mean, screen time is a blessing uh, and a curse. It's true. It's true. Um, speaking of the today's topic, uh, the, the reason it's speaking of is because of, uh, screen time being a blessing and a curse. Uh, this idea has caused me to go back to school. I'm going back to school for a, um, certificate in media psychology. We'll see if I decide to keep going and get a master's degree. Uh, right now it's really hard. So that sounds awful. Uh, but it is fascinating (laughs) and the things that I'm learning are pretty incredible. One of the things that I'm learning this week is about, um, social identity theory. Um, and that's what I want to talk about today. So I'm going to explain what social identity theory is. Um, it's pretty much exactly what you would think it is. And then after that, Colton, I'm going to ask you, um, what, uh, how you would define yourself. So social identity theory is essentially this idea that, uh, we have a personal identity, uh, but we also have an identity within the people, the groups, the affiliations that we have outside of ourselves. Uh, th- so we assign groups and categorically, but you got to end it with zation, categorization, oh. categorization. <sighs> oh yeah, that is a tough one. I think you said yeah. it right. Categorization. Okay. That's yes. that's weird though. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. So, um anyway, so we so we categorize as a human race. We don't even realize that we do it most of the time. It just kind of right. happens. We um one of the things that makes us human is the fact that we can notice patterns, right? Um uh, there's like uh, only a couple of animals in the animal kingdom that can do that. And we are one of them. And obviously we do it at the highest, uh, at the highest level. And so when we do that, we notice patterns and those patterns then help us categorize various things in our lives. So, uh, I can notice a pattern of, uh, you know, Oh, look, there are five businessmen. Two of them are wearing red ties. Three of them are wearing blue ties. And then suddenly in my head, they are categorized as red tie businessmen and blue tie businessmen. This happens with uh, race, with religion, with mentalities, with theories, with uh, we just define ourselves over and over and over based on these category uh, cat- categories. Oh, man, if that's going to be that rough <laughs> this whole time, we might just um, find a synonym. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, one of the biggest ways that we do this is uh, through the comparison, through comparing, uh, and essentially saying, Oh, you're a part of this category. Uh, you must be I this way. also agree with that. And so sure. I am that way. So that's how, that's how we start. That's how the whole social, um, it. it's how we define ourselves, which is what is the fascinating part. So Colton, I'm going to ask, what are some groups that, that like are part of your identity? If you were to, uh, try and, and talk to somebody and say the top three groups that would give them a good idea of who you are, what three would you choose? Well, it seems like being a part of a group or feeling a connection to somebody uh, 
has to do with commonalities that they totally. share with me, right? And so as I pick as I think about what social groups that I identify with, the social the word social makes me think like I'm it's got to be a an identity with other people. Um, as in engaging and interacting with each other. So my, my, my mind goes to sports teams and sure. you know, university stuff and things like that. But as I was actually thinking about my own, I was like, okay, um, so when I'm looking at somebody in public or when I'm, when I'm observing anybody in public, who do I feel attracted to uh, and why is kind of the way that I approached this question. Because to me, mm. it feels like that's a pretty safe bet that there's something about that person I identify with making me feel comfortable and, and attracted to them, right? And wanting sure. to maybe engage. And, and by so, attracted, you're not necessarily meaning like physically mm, or sexually. You just, something right. is drawing you to them. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's easy to be near them than others or sure. whatever it is, right? And so, yeah. But, the, but thinking about, why I uh, like view somebody in a positive or a negative way that's just a stranger on the street. The ones that I view positively share things with me like maybe they're a small dude, right? Or or they have um, skinny jeans and instead of baggy jeans and I happen to be wearing skinny jeans. Just small little things that have to do with my nature and my personality seems to be what I gravitate towards. And then when it comes to the more social aspect of it, I have a hard time really mm. knowing who I, which social circles I identify with. Interesting. Okay. So um, physical trends definitely comes from, uh, from the social identity theory. So uh, if I were to say, let's say, uh, let's say it's 2005 cult. And I were to describe a kid that I'm in high school with. And I say that he has long hair, um, tight jeans, skinny jeans, um, and uh, like DC shoes and like a rock T-shirt. What are you uh, what are you thinking? <laughs> well, I'm thinking that dude knows what's up. <laughs> i'm thinking that dude's got steez you know uh, yeah yeah because because you, you just cause, described me yeah i mean you uh it was <clears throat> it's funny because uh like when i think about i mean high school is probably the most clear place that like that you can see this if you walk into like uh, i think of like mean girls right in the in the cafeteria oh, yeah. In Mean Girls, right? They go through and clicks are essentially social identity theory. This idea of I belong in this group because I can throw a ball better than this other person. So they belong in that group or it, like just, it, it's just was, amazing to me. I was in choir and show choir in high school. That's definitely a huge totally. example of that. There totally. Was, I mean, blatantly. There was the choir friends and there was everybody else. <laughs> yeah. And that's the, yeah. that's the us and them mentality. Totally. And, and us and them comes from, uh, and it, all this like makes sense, right? Like it, as I'm learning about psychology, it's fascinating because it, 
it's all just kind of it's kind of the dissection of common sense. Right. So you look at you look at something like this and you're like, yeah, this obviously makes sense. It's like a survival technique. It's this idea that in evolution, it was uh, I belong to this group of people and I know that they're going to keep me safe, that they're going to share their resources, that we share our talents and I'm going to survive if I'm with them uh, or with my group. And then there's the other people. I don't know them. I don't, uh, they could kill me. They could, I don't know. I don't know. So it's, I'm just going to trust my peeps and it's me yeah. and us versus them. And so it's this men, them mentality of I'm in show choir and then there's everybody else. And then, but there was also, I'm a jock and then there's everybody else. Right. I'm a skater and then there's everybody else. Right. So, so many social identities existing in the same space where none of them are better than the others. They're all just different, you know, yeah, totally. interests and hobbies and, and things like that. Yeah. So uh, if I were to say the groups that I identify with the most that are tied to my identity, um, obviously the, the first big one is going to be my religion, right? Yeah. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm a Mormon. If I am anywhere on this planet... And I meet another Mormon or I find out he's Mormon. <laughs> I mean, Instant. game changer. We are best yep. friends, right? Yep. You are uh, in. Um, yeah, absolutely in. Um, like, like I would almost feel comfortable staying in their home the day I meet them. If I find sure. out they're like active Mormon, right? The Mormons it, be tight. Yeah. Like it just is. It's that there's that. Um, the, uh, the second one is, and I don't even know a name for it, but like, we're all kind of aware of it. But as far as my identity, there's like the academics, like the book smart people. And then there's like the street smart people. And then there's the people smart people. And there's some overlap, but, um, I identify with the people smart people. And Hmm. so that's like a, that's like kind, that's part of my identity. And if I meet somebody that I obviously, because I'm a people smart person and they're talking to me and they're a person smart person, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, we both figure it out really quickly and we get tight. Like I, I, I recently went to England, um, and, uh, and we saw one of my wife's like elementary, essentially elementary school friends. Um, and I was like, Oh boy, you know, here we go. It's going to be a couple days. Our culture is entirely different. Uh, she's married. I'm going to have to like somehow try and connect with, it's like going to take so much effort. (laughs) And I met this guy and his name's Andre. Andre is a people smart person. Nice. And we freaking hit it off. Right. Uh, I recommended this podcast to him and Andre, if you're hearing this, you're great. And yeah, yeah. And I, and we connected through the people, smart person of like community, which is, or like kind of social identity. Um, and then my, and then my third one is, is going to be, uh, it's, it sucks because there's a negative connotation, but kind of the fanboy. I think the nerd culture, uh, is probably ah. the third. Um, okay. people that love superheroes, people that love movies, people, all that. Um, so I want to ask the question. This is obviously a very necessary part of the human experience. Um, good, bad, 
Should we do it? Should we try to not do it? Should we be just more aware of it? What do you, Ooh. what do you think? And, and the reason I ask is because there's some pretty incredible things that come from right. So social identity, community, a sense of belonging, I mean, sense of yeah. purpose. Yeah. Everything like um, that. I think it is a natural evolution, uh, from the perspective that's non-religious uh, to where you obviously have to get along with society uh, because there's more power in numbers and it's easier to take on this extremely unforgiving, harsh thing called life on one's own in general, right? And so as far as identifying with certain social groups, I think it's a really, really positive thing overall. And I also think it's a really, really negative thing overall. Like with a lot of things, I, I see both, you know, the, the, the pros and the cons to, to, to the system. I think if we're more aware of the system, mm-hmm. there's more potential for positive things. Totally. And, yeah. you know, if each yeah, of us totally. are individually on that level of, okay, what am I judging this person based upon and is that you know likely reality or should i assume that it's not an approach them as if i was part of their in group right yeah yeah so um so when we talk about the good side of identifying ourselves through social constructs there's the the maslow's motivation model have have you heard this before oh i have not no I, it's a, it's a, um, it's a psychology thing, but I first heard about it in sales. Um, when, when we were trying to figure out, uh, you know, how to motivate somebody to buy something, you're speaking to one of these basic needs. Uh, and it's in a, it's in a pyramid, it's in a triangle. So the bottom is the most essential. The top is the least essential. So from the bottom up, here are the, here are the, the most basic, most essential three things. So physiological needs. So essentially eat, drink, um, like you have, you have, you can sustain life, right? Yeah. Uh, then safety needs. So shelter and making sure you're not going to die. Um, <laughs> and then number three, belonging and love. Wow. Number three is as far as your needs. Um, this, this guy Maslow has, uh, his studies have shown that that is among the most motivational, right? So yeah. it's really, really important to feel like you belong. It's really important to see, feel seen, to feel heard, um, and to and to feel uh, and to make sure that you belong to a community or a group, right? Yeah. Um, so when we do that socially, uh, it's fulfilling one of the most basic needs that we have outside of food, water, and making sure I'm not dying. That's like going to be one of the most motivating things for me. Um, and I have found that to be true. I have one of the reasons I am willing to pay what it costs to pay to live in Los Angeles is for the community. It's because my peeps are out here. My nerds are out here. My creatives are out here. And I have a sense of belonging. Um, add to that the Mormon peeps that are also in that same nerd, and it's like game over. I'm not moving. It's I'm here. Right. Um, where it's bad is like like religion is a so is one of these social theory. It's that you identify through your religion. 
freaking every war maybe ever <laughs> As, yeah right it's been started right? on religious pretext every terrorist yeah. attack ever well and and i think about what's coming in 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 this whole idea of what's the social identify socially identifying oneself and how it's less and less how it used to be where it was actual social, uh, physical, I guess, interaction and engagement and the metaverse, uh, as it exists today, for those who are wondering what the metaverse is, uh, it's online engagement between people. So video games is one of the biggest ones, right? YouTube, um, any, any time spent online is called the metaverse. Social media. And where... And so like these, uh, so no longer do you need to go outside and interact with people to find your social identities because you can go anywhere in the world and find it from the comfort of your own bedroom, right? Totally. And so that's kind of interesting to think about the potential negatives uh, to to at least our overall health and body, right? Totally. That, that's, um, that's one of the big questions in, in, uh, in psychology right now is like, is that a good thing? Is that a, is that a bad thing? Is that mostly right. bad with some good, mostly good with some bad, right? Um, and obviously there are like serious dangers because in, in, in deception yeah. uh, is, you know, is like, if it's like, hey guys, I'm, you know, part of the over 250 pound club uh, and we all meet together, it's really hard to like, be 130 pounds and go to that club and be accepted. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But I can be anybody. I can be white, black, gay, straight, Asian, in, like in, rich, poor, educated, uneducated. I could be absolutely anything online that I want to be. And my, my understanding of technology is fairly basic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's surface level stuff right there. As far as just creating any avatar you want and 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 presenting yourself however you'd like, totally. And that's and and now and it makes me think about if I if I had that when I was a kid, uh, it actually might have been really really fun because I loved socializing as a kid. Like I loved yeah. like, you know, I mean, most kids do, I'm sure. So there's a lot of them that don't, but yeah, you were, um, you were well above average in your socialization as a, as uh, was I? a okay. teenager. Yeah. So I imagine I would have really liked having the metaverse growing up, but I have no idea where that would have taken me today. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a great question. I mean, you did love, I am. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And I would say that <laughs> was probably I'm doing other that than email. This. I, that's still kind of where I shine. Yeah. <laughs> it's instant yeah. messenger. And then they see me and, and how I actually talk and they're like, okay, this dude, <laughs> this dude's in his head. <laughs> he knows how to lay it down. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think about, uh, oh man, what, what was I going to say? It was, um, I got distracted by the I am thing you were saying, uh, if I had the metaverse kid. as a kid, if I had the metaverse socializing, what? What did what, what did we say before that? Frick! It was good too. That I was a bomb ass socializer as a kid. 
no, it was before that. It'll it'll uh, it'll it. come back to me. Very unfortunate though, because I was excited yeah. to talk about it. Well, for mm-hmm. for the record, I'm no longer a bomb ass socializer. Um, well, I, I think I, I may be, but it's definitely not to the level it used to be as a kid. Uh, so, yeah, oddly enough, I was uh, I was fairly shy. Um, yeah, and and uh, not so much the case anymore. Um, oh man, it's really going to bother me. And like, what a, just a terrible approach to a podcast. Just, no, this is me, good. For just me to get hung thoughts. up on it and just there can be silence. about it. Think could, about it. We could put in some elevator music where we need. Just have a little, <laughs> a little bit of a conversation. I could start whistling with it. <sighs> it was, it was about, um, like the, the positive and the negative consequences of, Oh, I oh, the pros now. and cons. Yeah. 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 I got it. I got it. I found it. So, um, one of the, one of the negatives, and I think this is maybe the most dangerous negative, uh, and potentially going to a, uh, a point, a political conversation, uh, which without buddy here to mediate might be a bit dicey, sure. but I think we can do it. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, one of the negatives of, of, uh, social identification is once you have that need met, right? So, um, social, if you're a part of a community, it can help with your physical, physiological needs, your safety needs, your belonging and love needs. And then above that is your esteem needs. It can help with mm-hmm. that and cognitive everything. needs. It can help with that. And then est- uh, um, aesthetic needs, uh, which to, to clarify, um, House, is clothes, aesthetic uh, things. Like yeah. It's like, um, yeah, like creatively, uh, it's, it's a creative oh, need okay. essentially. Um, and, and, uh, trying to get back to where I was, uh, and then self-actualization and then transcendence is what it is, what it's called. So it, it's essentially broken. The pyramid is broken up into two, two spots. The deficiency needs, basically, if I don't have this, like death is threatening or, and the growth needs. So ah. at esteem, uh, esteem and below. So esteem, love and belonging, safety and, and physiological needs. That's the deficiency needs. If I don't have those things and with uh, love and belonging and esteem, it probably comes down a lot to suicide. Um, okay. then death is, uh, is a threat. Anything above that is growth. Um, and, and, uh, I argue that if you're part of a social group where all of these needs are met because of your involvement in that social group, or maybe not even all of them, but like a lot of them, you are Mm -hmm. less and less motivated to look outside of yourself, thus causing ignorance and the judgment of other groups or groups that disagree. And with the internet and with media, freaking this might be what I write my paper on. I'm loving this right now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like stumbling onto it. Yeah. Um, with, uh, with the internet and specifically social media and the ability to, uh, communicate to anywhere in the world, these groups that we're a part of are seemingly limitless in size. If you can reach every corner of the world, you can reach any and everybody who, and you can grow and grow and grow. Uh, but with that, I fear comes an ex- an extremity of 
beliefs of thoughts. Sure. Yeah. Um, and with that can cause war or terrorist attacks or hatred or racism or death. You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) and there's a big, big question about January 6th last year, right? The storm of the Mm -hmm. Capitol, you know, it, it it pretty much being, being looked at as it it was like an, uh, it was caused because of online, you know, lack of restrictions and people build and build and build and build until it bursts, uh, whether that was purposeful or not or whatever, I don't know, nor do I care. It's the idea that I think that that was, that falls into social identity theory. Oh, absolutely. Um, And like, that is a negative consequence of social identity theory and people can get blinded because they have all of their needs met already. They don't have to go outside of themselves to feel esteem, to feel cognitive needs. You know what I mean? Um, that's the thing that probably scares me the most about media in general. Yeah, it does feel to, to just jump right into it. The political side, it does feel really like you have a strong desire once you found that identity that you found to defend everything about it because so much of your, you know, uh, livelihood and uh, esteem and all of those needs are being filled by that very group. So, of course, totally. right, you're going to want to jump to defend it. And, oh, man, absolutely, with the online uh, communities that are created as a result of this from all over the world, uh, because there are limitless social identities to become a part of, they're all going to happen. It's an inevitability, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So clashes between opposing forces are going to happen. And so it it does make sense to me that the outlet or structure that's been created to deliver information to people is the very thing that illustrates the divide Mm. between different mm, totally. identities. Yeah, dude, what a freaking predicament, right? Because because to stop this, you would need to stop information, reporting right? would, on things. Yeah, you'd need to yeah, you'd need, you would yeah, need to exactly. filter. And that's what they're trying to do with Which feels like, hey, you're taking you yeah, you're taking away my my freedoms. But it all but like I I I also get like you know, it, because, yeah, because then if it's like, if it's like, hey, Facebook, you know, we are going to or whoever. F- Google Facebook, or Facebook's not a thing anymore. Siege, you're so old. Meta. Is that what it is now? <laughs> it's called Meta. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm old enough to not call it Meta, but young enough to be aware that it's called Meta. Yeah. Um, freaking Mark. Anyway, I... Uh, uh, freaking what was just it got totally thrown off because I interjected. I did. I'm sorry. Thing. <laughs> it's fine. No, no, it's cool. Um, if you have an organization, so social media in general, so whether it's Meta, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, friggin' anything, MySpace, um, it's uh, it's really important. Uh, Self-expression is basically, self-expression is really important. That's kind of the name of the game when it comes to social media. It's so you can have your own page and your own profile. You can do and say what you want to show I am who I am. So if 
they stop you from doing that because the information you have is wrong or whatever. Somebody disagrees with it or whatever. Then, then they're trying to shape your identity, right? Oh yeah. And you're like, you're like, no, no, that's, that's not, it's, that's not okay. I'm going to fight for my identity. But at the same time, um, if, if I like, what about like hate groups, right? What if like my social identity is tied up in the KKK? What sure. if that's where, who I associate with? Where do you well, draw do you the stop line? Them? Where, yeah. Like what the, like, how do you do that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it comes down to personally, I believe that the line has to be drawn within ourselves. Unfortunately, if that's the case, that means we're never going to not have all of this chaos and division as long as we have the medium of information that we do. And I would say it's also a fortunate thing on the other, on the other side in that each one of us does have, at least right now in, in the U S if you live in the U S the ability to express themselves, even if it's blatantly against the very people that are uh, responsible for running the country, right? Even yeah. if you hate those people, you can still say that, right? And so I think that honestly is one of the key things to happiness and gratification and being mm. and, and feeling self-fulfilled. If I'm not able to express who I am, then I don't know, I might as well be a robot, right? I mean, a cog yeah. in the machine. Sure. I mean, if it, if it's um, if I'm tying it to religion, right? Uh, one of the one of the widely accepted things in all of Christianity is the idea that Satan didn't want people to choose, and Jesus did want people to yeah. choose, and so uh, and so that's why we did what Jesus said, and so yeah, I mean, taking away agency, taking away the ability to choose, does feel kind of fundamentally inhumane. Uh, and so, yeah, that seems, and, and if you're trying to take away my identity or, or shape my identity, then, then yeah, you're kind of removing my ability to, to choose. So, so I, I get that. I guess it, I guess it kind of comes down to what you were saying of like it, we have to draw the line within ourselves. And because of that, unfortunately, division and chaos is going to happen. I mean, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you have, when you have a kid, uh, you te- you just hope that they make all the right decisions. But sure. if you make the decision for them and you're like, Hey, you can't think that way. You can't do that thing. You can't go to that party because it's bad for you and they never actually do it. So they never learn what's good or bad for them. Uh, then, then they'll either be, how do they make decisions for themselves? They can't, right. they can't. Right. So yeah. So this idea that this idea that, um, yeah, I guess it comes down to when, how we receive our information, which is going to be, we receive our information through these social groups that we identify with, especially yeah. on the internet. Um, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like my, my mother-in-law, um, just absolute i if you're listening to this sorry (laughs) but but it's it's the it's a uh, believing everything that you see believing everything that you read online 
And the only things that she reads online are things that are shared with her or in her feed yeah. from people coming from that are exactly like her sources. Yeah. 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 From, from 60 something year old white Christian women. And it's just that over and over and over and over. And the only way to like grow, I think, and this is like my whole jam, my whole purpose in life is, uh, is to gain empathy through the understanding of other people's perspectives. If yeah. we don't, if we don't try to look outside of our own social identity, for something that could improve our situation or our life, then we get stuck. And I argue yeah. that I argue that you're not, you're not, you don't have the information to make choices. Like it kind of goes both ways. You know what I mean? You either get limited by, you know, whatever power to be, or you limit yourself by a lack of action. And, yeah, yeah. and from that comes less choices. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to uh, uh, consequences too, because obviously when the chaos is ensuing, society only tolerates so much as a whole. So like, I think maybe society could be defined as uh, its own social identity, uh, where the majority of society, uh, you know, thinks certain actions deserve certain consequences, like taking mm. life deserves one thing or, you know, repeatedly taking life deserves another thing, right? Or sure. maybe they both deserve the same. So consequences as a result of our free agency seems to be another key to the puzzle. And those consequences, you got to be A, aware of, and B, consider them um, if you really want to make smart decisions for yourself. <laughs> or you can just do what you do without regard to the consequences see what happens but totally yeah i mean it seems like that might help us draw the line is is looking at what those consequences in the past have been as far as society is concerned yeah um yeah so what you're saying is as an american that isn't that is i would say that's in especially socially identifying Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That I belong to, right? I nice. am American. I just went to England, right? And like, I've never been more aware that I am American <laughs> than, <laughs> sure. than when I was there. Um, and uh, yeah, and it was, and honestly, it was kind of like, it was kind of fun to play up the Americanness, not like in an obnoxious sure. way, but in it like felt a, good to be a part of a, of yeah. something that was moving. It was going yeah. somewhere like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, and it was like uh, all the things that I was learning. It was like, because I'm American, it's interesting to me. And uh, anyway, and it, so it, it totally altered my experience because I belong to that social group. Um, and then even more so like when, when people are like, Oh, where are you from? And I'm like, Oh, America. Oh, where at California? Oh, cool. We're at in California, uh, Los Angeles. Right. Or I would say Crickets. Hollywood. No. I, I would say Hollywood. Um, and that would get just a wonderful reaction, get a different reaction. Yeah. Blows their mind. <laughs> um, th th uh. they meet someone from Hollywood and what they're <laughs> picturing is so un inaccurate. I almost guarantee. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and so it's like, there's, um, uh, I guess government in, in general, um, schools, businesses, they're all like, I have more WB right? Warner brothers merchandise that I rep under this button up shirt is a friend's shirt. And the reason oh, I yeah. wear it is because WB owns it. 
and I'm a content strategist for it. And so that's my group. That's my people. And, uh, especially in, you know, uh, democratic or, um, Republic, uh, government systems, it's, it's the social group that gets to decide the rules of the social group. Yeah. Um, okay. Ooh, here's a question. Ooh. And you've, you've talked to me about this before. Okay. The using could, okay. Okay. Here's the question. Could you use Colton? You personally, not, not let's take out government. You personally, me. Could you use the social identification theory as a way to divide people and elevate yourself? Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. If that's something that I wanted to do. Um, yeah. yeah. You just look at the social circles or identities that are around you and basically find out what they dislike about each other and then just spotlight that shit, you know, totally. And then just sit back and watch. Yeah. I think about, and, and potentially offer a solution, right? That's what I would do is I would, I would look at, I would look at, uh, you know, to elevate yourself, social groups. Yeah. You'd present the solution to elevate myself. I would point out the problem, which is, this is, this is what you do in cells, right? You, it's a feature yeah, and benefit. Right. It's like, Hey, you have a problem. I have the thing that can fix that problem. You can do that with social needs, right? And the way that, the way that you elevate when you're, when you're, you know, essentially pitting social groups against each other, um, is, is government, right? Uh, or business, sure. I guess. Um, so it's like, Hey, you have a problem. Hey, this other group over here, you have a problem. I have a solution get me into a place that I can solve it for you. And then as I do that, then instead of solving it for them, um, I put forth actions that, uh, yeah, you design you, a system you, that you design that a system that a looks like upon them. Upon totally. You. It, it looks like you're trying to help, but right. you're really just dividing more. And now, yeah, yeah. You could totally do you're that. just yeah. in there. So I, you can also do it to make sure that like you are, designing something and bring a product to market, for example, right? That's for a social identity group. Whoever's problem you're solving with that product, that's a social identity. So it's also a really good way to look for for, uh, problems that you want to create innovative solutions for and solve. Totally. I think about um, in case case people are thinking I'm just beating a political horse over the face and not admitting it. Um, I what when I was a political actually horse. Talking. Hold on, I'm picturing a political horse, and I have no idea where to start. <laughs> I just picture a horse, and then and then like, I'm just like, how do I make it political? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I pictured him at a podium. That's all I got. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Bojack. Uh, what's that? Yeah, one? Bojack Horseman. <laughs> totally. There you go. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, as I was talking about, um, pitting people against the, you know, groups against each other. Um, I was honestly thinking about the, the movie Captain America civil war, which the title, if you don't know, oh, what yeah. it is, sounds super political, <laughs> but it's not, uh, I mean, it, it could be maybe undertones, but the, uh, the idea is that you have one group, the Avengers, and then you have one guy 
who is coming in and pointing out the differences, right? Uh, he oh, starts, yeah. he starts by, by framing one of them. Uh, but then he, after that kind of initial, uh, you know, get the ball rolling situation, um, he points out the differences between Captain America and Iron Man. Um, you know, Captain America is loyal to the one loyal to the person. And, and Tony wants to, um, be kept in check through government, through system, through business. Yeah. Um, and he just points those differences out until it creates two groups that are then yeah. fighting each other. And um, so social identities within a social identity, they point out. Totally. Yeah, yeah. totally. And and you can, and you can do that with, um, I mean, uh, you know, one of the, one of the ways, so let's say, let's say you have a social identity of, rich people and poor people. Yeah. Right. Right. And then, and then you go within those social identities and you're like rich black people and which rich white people. Right. Yep. And then you go to the poor people and you're like rich black people and rich white people, and you can divide it even more. And then you're like rich black, black transgender person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you can do it just as much you can as just you do want. it until more everybody more. feels alone. Which is wild. Yes. Huh. There is no, to, for me personally, I don't believe there is a good end toward pointing out differences, differences. between social identities because, because differences are difficult to confront. Uh, right? Yeah, like, but what about that sense of belonging? Which is the argument, right? That's an LGBTQ plus argument. Yeah, right. Right. I, mean, I want to be heard. I want to be seen. I am different, and I want you. I yeah. want people to know that. So you so want that rough. sense of belonging and love, but then with that will come hatred of people that don't understand and don't accept that that is a difference, or that you know, that difference is okay. I think. We were raised, very fortunately, we were raised to accept different people. And yeah, totally. looking back on my childhood, I'm like, oh man, where would I be if that wasn't the case? Where would I be if I was told my whole life that, you know, this demographic is evil because they came from this place and all this stuff. And I just bought into all of it as a kid. But our mom was great at being non-judgmental and open and, and accepting everybody for who she believed that they were inside, right? Or could yeah. be like the, the best version of them. And of course, there are some detriments to that mentality, but I'm grateful that, that we were raised in that manner because I look at people and I, I when I do see differences, it's it's because I don't feel like I relate to them very well to your point. Right. Yeah. And it, it's not for any other reason that I don't like them for whatever attributes they have. It's just that it's not as comfortable for me to imagine myself engaging with them because of the differences that I can so clearly see mm -hmm. that I have not been exposed to for my whole life. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Social identity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, Oh man, I had two thoughts and I hope I don't lose the second one. But I was just going to say, our mom did a lot of things right. But if you boiled it down to one thing she did right, it was that. Yes, absolutely. Um, the second thing is, I was trying to I was trying to understand why 
like two people can disagree and not hate each other. I mean, you and I fundamentally right. disagree on a lot and we don't hate each other. Uh, so I was sitting here trying to think, uh, frankly, was not listening to you at all uh, and was mm-hmm. just lost in my own head uh, nice. thinking about what then why? Like, why, why does it, why do differences have to turn into hatred? Cause I think that's the big thing, right? You're saying let's not point out differences because it can go bad so fast. But then the other side is like, no, let's freaking point out the differences and then just not go bad. You know what I mean? Just not and yeah. the reason. I think the reason it goes bad is the fear. People if feel I threatened. A, yeah. If I, if I'm in a social group, that provides me my social needs, my safety needs, my esteem, my cognitive. I belong. I feel good. I like the style, uh, you know, everything. And then there's a group that fundamentally disagrees and their actions could convey the possibility of taking away what what I belong to. Yeah. I am going to fight tooth and nail. It's provided everything that I need. I will absolutely hate them and do everything I can to make sure that doesn't happen. And if you piss me off enough, then I will try and take yours away so that you so know. Let's, let's explore quick, really, really quick. Not really quick, but let's explore the, um, the two scenarios. No, let's explore one scenario where we have a world and a society where fear is extremely rare. Okay. Okay. So you you have you have people living their lives and by default they trust people. Okay. And their actions reflect that trust. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. You'll have scenarios of all different kinds, right? And life would play out. This is kind of like an evolutionary perspective right where life the the circle of life just happens it plays out right but when i think about that fear is a part of it i mean in instincts right in the animal kingdom or humanity whatever it is totally fear has a, a, a fundamental role obviously for your survival but taking pointing out differences when you know it's gonna instigate that fear seems to have some malicious intent. Mm, totally. Yeah. Pointing out differences with, with maybe a motive because there's pointing out differences with the understanding that there will be fear. Right. But there's, to, pointing to educate, but, but right? then there's like, yeah, to educate or, or just, yeah. you know, yeah, it'd be to educate. I don't know why else you would do it without it being bad or your motives being actually like, now nah, I want you to productive. Hate each other. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like being one or the other. Right? Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, fear, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be here without fear. Um, sure. We, yeah. <laughs> we would all and, be, the animal kingdom would be here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we humans would. would. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I don't know, man, I think about like, if I think about the, the, the necessity of fear, this kind of goes back to our conversation about shame. Right. About the necessity of shame as, as, but I mean, fear is absolutely necessary, mainly, well, freaking, it's necessary because of kind of two reasons. One, 
people disagree with us. Their, whatever their identity is, is different than mine. So I don't know how they're going to act. They could be a part of any identity. And I just, in, and you know, some I of mean, you could has, just, you could just be on guard though. Right. And not necessarily sure. fearful that something's going to happen, but just knowing likelihoods are there. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. And yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, I would say walking down the street at nighttime in Los Angeles, I'm on guard. Right. Sure. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm fearful depending on where I'm at. If I'm a, if I'm a white dude in Compton, I would probably feel a little <laughs> more fear mainly because like that's a social identity that I have no idea. You're, you're part of the out group. Totally. I'm the yeah. them and I have right. no clue what the interaction is going to be. Right. And so that's where the fear comes from. The, yeah, the, the second part of fear Oh man, it comes from, it, it comes from not only, okay, hold on, hold on. I had it. It was two parts fear. It was, um, because I don't know what your social group is. So I don't, it's the fear of the unknown. It's this understanding. Yeah. It's being uncomfortable. I don't, yeah, I don't uncomfortable that anything could happen because like when I'm on the road, right. I could belong to any social group that is different from anybody else on the road. But technically, socially, we all agree to the laws. For the most part, on the road, yeah. Yeah, on the road, for the most part. So I'm not really fearful of the road. Yeah. So does that mean that differences in, in our state, that differences have to be accompanied by some fear? For survival's sake. For survival's sake. Um, no. Today, because that's what I, it used to be. Is that, it feels is like that the fear case comes. It feels like fear comes. It feels like fear is a conclusion or a judgment that one makes after they have a step after they've discovered. Or, or, or just interacted with the, the social the, identity, right? The difference. Because they have to make that judgment yeah. on how to react, whether subconsciously or, or consciously. And so, so that, the, it feels like we do opt into to, to fear. Like it always, when, when it, we're fearful of the other ones, we opt yeah. it into it, right? Yeah. Uh, if, yeah, it's an in, instinctual thing. And I don't think it's always necessary. But, I mean, at times it is, you know? I, I think like... There are places well, I, where the social circle, it is completely okay to rob the rich tourist. Right. And like, that's sure. like not bad in any way, shape or form. And so like, I get that it's necessary. I, I, I it always comes down to this. Every time I get into a, a philosophical conversation like this, it always comes down to the answer would be education. The yeah. answer would be information about the other social circle that you willingly consume with the understanding that it doesn't have to affect you, but it applies to the person in front of you. And so that what is you're describing, so hard to do. Yeah. It sounds super rare. <laughs> yeah. Like, it sounds like not a lot of people do superpower. that. And, and, and freaking, I wish buddy was here because I, I would claim that he is one of the few people I've met that does it really well. He hmm. will, voluntarily seek out information about things, people, social groups that he doesn't understand 
and find one commonalities and two um, new information that doesn't threaten him. Yeah, totally. And he yeah, clings and that, to it and he shares. And it, it is. It's tough to do because you got to care first. Totally. It's hard about about them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To be to want to be curious enough to 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 join them or even just to to learn about them. You got to be curious first. Totally. Yeah, you got to be yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard. Uh you got to want to do it and know how to do it and as much as our mother wants to do it. Uh the re- like I don't she is not one that seeks out information, especially like online, right? Seeks out information online to consume about other cultures because one, she doesn't really trust online. She's like information can be written by anybody about anything. Sure. So how do I know it's true? That's freaking another element that's incredibly difficult. Finding actual true information about social groups. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, uh, and then the second or, and with mom, what she does though, and the reason she is so accepting and loving of everybody is because she does it in person and she never feels threatened. That's probably the big thing. There's no fear. There's no threatening of the way you live your life affects the way that I live mine. Mom doesn't feel that. Yeah. She's it's, it's like an innocence. Um, totally. Uh, you know, that, to not be, I mean, and cynicism comes from the loss of innocence, I think a little bit, right? Like yeah. as you discover more about the world and it's not all peaches and rainbows and butterflies. And I don't know why I threw peaches in there. <laughs> well, dude, I actually really peach, like man. peaches a lot. Yeah. I like rainbows and butterflies too, but I like peaches way seem... more than rainbows and butterflies. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Peach- yeah. It just feels like they don't go together. I mean, peaches and rainbows and butterflies. They all require sunshine. I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm. Summer. Yeah. I, I yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But but anyway, it feels like it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, totally. So yeah, not uh, being able to do that in person is a skill. I think I have yeah. a difficult time doing it um, unless there is some other connection that's already been made. Mom seems to be able to sure. make the connection instantly of her own accord. Yeah, yeah, I, and I think it. I think it comes down to this. Um, I mean, yeah, in the growth needs section, the first one is cognitive needs, right? Um, uh, And the one in the deficiency, the one right below it is esteem needs. So if I can do one of two things when I am, when I am uh, receiving it, when I'm intaking information, I can do one of two things. I can read something that I already agree with that, Mm -hmm. uh, that I'm still learning. So cognitively, there's a need, but it, but it primarily but builds up your esteem. Absolutely builds up my esteem and my sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, and this is probably the reason it's so difficult and buddy, buddy talks about it. I don't know. We've never really talked about it with, with you, but buddy talks about it when he left the church, when he left the, the church that we grew up associated with, uh, mm-hmm. and the one that I still am essentially the, the, the thought, the invitation in his mind, the possibility that everything that he knew and, and loved and believed could be not true means that cognitive, aesthetically, cognitively, his esteem, his sense of belonging, all shattered. Just came crumbling down. Yeah. (laughs) And that's a lot to lose. And yeah. And so that's why it's so hard is because 
to rebuild that and to, and to live for however long it takes to rebuild that to live without having those needs met is terrible. Yeah. And I don't think most people are strong enough to do it. So that's probably why they don't do it. I mean, it makes sense uh, with religion specifically as an example, uh, being something that you're born into uh, more often than not, I think, right? Uh, Would you say that that's accurate or would you say you're more often converting into the religion that you're in when you're a kid? Uh, well, millennials, I don't know if millennials are converting, uh, but I, I do know, I read a a stat, (laughs) here you go. I read a stat somewhere at some point that I don't remember (laughs) nor the source, but it talked about how it's like 80% of millennials today no longer associate themselves with the religion that they were born into that they grew up in. Okay. Yeah. So, um, having that affecting every single decision that you've made up to this point, especially those who truly invest themselves into that faith, right? Into whatever it is. I mean, if they find a reason to leave, it's because they're curious. Sure. I think. Or maybe a traumatic experience, right? Happened to them. Um, I mean, I I disagree that it's only those two things. Um, Well, sure. There's probably a lot of reasons to leave. But ultimately... I personally think, and here's a hot take for you, <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll and I'll make this uh, that esteem need that we have. Um, when one doesn't live in line with the you know values or whatever of the religion that they were born into, or the religion that whatever they're associated with, um, if we can't figure out how to get a sense of belonging and a sense of love and safety while also getting the esteem from those same actions, they deem it as impossible and leave. To actually ever feel esteem. If yeah. This idea from those places. Yeah. This idea that like, I mean, uh, for, for Mormons, right. Sex before marriage, this idea that, I don't know how to feel a sense of belonging and love and sex is one of the needs, right? Um, yeah. With, I don't know how to get that while following this list of commandments. Thus, right. I feel shame. Thus, my esteem is down. So it's like a battle of these needs and eventually you pick one. Yeah. You got to prioritize whichever one ends up making the biggest difference in your life is probably the one that you gravitate towards, right? Yeah, and the and one that it, is more it motivating. Could be toxic too, though. Right. Right. To- like oh, it applies to, totally. to negative things as well. So totally. And and like with every religion comes a social identity, right? And so within within religion, there are uh cultural expectations that uh that if they are detrimental to your identity, it's gonna be really, really, really hard, if not impossible, to to stay associated with that yeah. culture. Right. Um, sure. This this idea of Maslow's uh, Maslow's motivation model, um, his hierarchy of needs is what it's called, um, is really fascinating. And we'll and we'll wrap up with this. Um, if you if you haven't look it up in uh, in like just you just type in Maslow's hierarchy of needs and go to Google Images or whatever. Don't go to Google because of I don't know. Duck duck uh, go that shit. 
Yeah, DuckDuckGo. There you go. <laughs> um, and just go to go to images and just read about it. Like, um, uh, just like look at the pictures, and and you'll gain you'll quickly gain an understanding of of yeah. what it is. Uh, and the more you think about it, the it's the the more I get to know myself, and like what are my love and belonging needs? Like, what is that? What does that mean for me? How does that look? Uh, and why am I motivated to do it? Right. Uh, and some things are more important than others. Uh, freaking, I would say like sex for men stereotypically, right. Is probably Mm -hmm. holds more weight than it does for a lot of women. Um, I mean, that's the, that's like a classic stand up joke. You know what I mean? Uh, and, uh, (laughs) And, and so you get to know yourself as you kind of understand what, where you would assign your needs on this pyramid. Uh, and then it can kind of help you get to know other people too. It's been, it's been really cool to read about. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Understanding how I function and, uh, what my needs are and all that stuff. And then also which needs are being fulfilled and where they're coming from and which ones have a void and why, and you know, it's just so nice to be able to be aware of one's own instinctual desires so that you can make sure you, you're, you're actually moving towards a, the goalpost in life, yeah. right? Like yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to digress. Um, and that's not a word, but I always use it as the opposite of progress. So I'm going to stick to it. Digress? What would be the I, word? I tried looking it up because I, I thought it was a thing. I don't think it is because I was disappointed when I looked it up or it was just something completely different than what I thought it was going to be. And so I was like, I gave up on the word, but still use it inaccurately to this day. What does it mean? No, it's, I don't, the, uh, I just typed in, it's not a word, huh? I typed in opposite of progress or progress and the opposite they said is return. Oh, that's so lame. Regress. That's the one I always don't think of. And yeah, digress comes out. Yeah, I, yeah. So what is digress? Because you hear the term, but I digress. Oh, that's a good point. What right? Fun. And that's what I digress always thought definition. it was going backwards. Digress is totally a word. Okay, what is it? Uh, leave the main subject temporarily in speech or writing. Oh. It. I, I digress. So it is a word, but you're absolutely okay. using it wrong. I don't know if I am. I think I'm using it right. I'm, but maybe if I go too far into detail, that's when I say it. And I mean, if you're like, tangent. yeah, I, if, if you're like, yeah, I want to, you said, I want to go to the goalpost and you know, you don't want to digress. So you don't want to go on a in tangent. Life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to be you, focused. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I feel like you didn't, I didn't fully understand. <laughs> now I fully understand. Nice, nice. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Understanding yourself and, and I feel like understanding yourself, uh, better helps, makes you able to understand other people and be okay with other and, people. The more confidence well, you and, have. And you know be I mean? a, an asset for other people as well. Totally. Because yeah. you're capable of helping them because you know how, how to take care of your own needs first. Yeah. So, man. I oh, was, good stuff. I was energized by this conversation. Me too. This was good. really good. good. Yeah. This is, this is good. It's made me consider my own identities and, uh, I'm anticipating it will be a positive experience when I'm through the journey. Nice. Um, yeah, I hope that for the most part it's, it's positive. Um, 
I think it can be really challenging and scare a lot of people and be maybe unpleasant to some people. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, just spread the love. We'll all be good as long as everybody's just like loving everybody and being like, I'm not trying to harm you in any way. I feel like we'll yeah, be yeah. okay. Right. Just be okay with differences. That's really what it comes down to. Be excited about differences. Just don't totally. point out the negative things, you know? I it's, think that's the gist. I think the only reason you point out negative things is because you're threatened, right? So if you're not threatened, like, there's no, there's no reason to point out the negative. Well, and you're probably only threatened because of conditioning and biases that you have for the most part, right? Totally. In most there situations, a, feels like that's what it is. Totally. There, but there is also ego, I guess. Oh yeah, that's like true. ego of like if I put you down, then I seem like I'm higher. That kind of ego, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm going to point out the differences, or the ego of I'm going to point out the differences so that you come over to my side and ah. join my social identity. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, good luck. But that's, and also <laughs> trying like, to get him to join you by pointing out differences. Yeah, yeah right. It's not. Yeah, right. It's just, yeah, it's never going to work. All right. Well, with that, um, shotgun no battle. Shotgun no battle. Sad you're not racing with anybody. Yeah. Anybody. Ah. Uh. Uh.